Welcome. You are listening to the Tomahawk Show. I am your humble co-host, Joe Thomas. And with me is, as always, my other co-host, Andrew Hawkins, and the famous, famous NFD. We are on vacation, spring break edition of the Tomahawk (laughs) Show. Very exciting. Don't forget to subscribe. Hashtag Tomahawk or go to the Reddit page, Tomahawk Show. So I'm on vacation. I'm enjoying a little spring break with the kids, although I decided to go a little bit colder instead of your traditional Florida vacation. I'm actually in Wisconsin enjoying Uh, some family time. Uh, What did you guys do for your spring break? I love Wisconsin, but Wisconsin probably wouldn't make my top 200 destinations for spring break. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Without family here, I can't can't say I'd be enjoying these uh, 10 inches of snow that we got here. The last week, uh, I would much rather be in Florida with Hawk laying on the beach like he's been doing yes. all week. I'm recording my time, Hawk, from the beach. I'm sitting here with my toes in the sand. Um, beautiful sights, as always. NFD, where are you at? You know, while you guys are on vacation sipping your umbrella drinks on the beach, someone had to stay back in Ohio and make sure all the work got done. So that's where I'm at. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. I see. He's calling collect from a penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, let's get right into it. I know uh, we've been talking vacation here, but there were some moves in the NFL that I think we should dive into a little bit. Uh, the first one, we've got some unique perspective, being that you played with this guy a little bit last year before you quit yeah. on the Patriots. There, Andrew Hawkins. Yes, uh, Brandon <laughs> Cooks traded from the Patriots to the LA Rams. Uh, the Patriots got the 23rd overall sixth round pick. And then I think the LA Rams had to give the Patriots a fourth rounder in return. Correct. Yeah. So what do you think about Brandon? Curry? Yeah, I like it, man. I loved it. You know, I, I like the Rams. Like last year, I didn't know what the Rams were going to be when the season rolled around. And as they kept, you know, they started to get comfortable with each other, gain their chemistry. They turned into a really good football team. Now, obviously they had some lights out players like Aaron Donald to uh, Todd Gurley. Um, and the coach, you know, who's a young guy, he's 31 years old. You know, they, they rallied behind him. But it still just seemed like they were kind of overachieving. So as they started making moves this offseason with uh, Marcus Peters, they got to keep the lead, um, and Dominican Sue, this was the the trade that kind of, you know, made me step back and say, man, the Rams might be legit. Like, they might be a Super Bowl contender this year because I am such a fan of Brandon Cooks. Like, even in the short time that we were together in New England, and I knew him before that, but just watching him work every day, how mature he is, you know, he's 20, he just turned 24 years old and he's been in the league, Hello. what, four or five years now. Shit. And he's one of two players to go for over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns in the last seven or last. <laughs> what the season. hell just happened? Um, Joe, stop. You know, I, Fox, no, Fox, listen, I can't hear anybody but NFD. <laughs> you, you lost Hawk? I lost Hawk. Hawk yeah, I lost NFD. him. Oh, I lost Hawk, Joe too. Hawk's going on a good, good rant about, about Cooks and you're just in the middle going, oh crap, what's going on? Can you guys not hear each other? Yeah, no. No, I lost him. All right, let me see something here. Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. I am your humble co-host, Joe Thomas. With me, as always, my other co-host, Andrew Hawkins, and, of course, the venerable NFD. And we're all recording on vacation this week. A little bit of spring break action, but we felt that it was still important to get the crew together and do a little bit of Tomahawk Show. So make sure you subscribe, hashtag Tomahawk. Visit us on the Reddit page at Tomahawk Show. Boys, what have you been doing with your time off? You know what? This is the honest to God truth. So I'm 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 in Florida right now on an offsite for one of the companies that I work for. And we have a workout scheduled for like two hours from now. And I kid you not, this is the first workout I've done since my last practice at the Patriots. And I don't mean like 
I mean, no light workout, no basketball, no lifting. I haven't done anything <laughs> strenuous since June 8th. Um, so I went to the I was at the pool today and decided that, you know what? Gonna keep the t-shirt on since I'm rocking the dad bod. Uh, but like you said, I'm I'm just oh, angling so for fantastic. a Nutrisystem endorsement. So if I get really you know, I've had a dad bod for shape, eleven years in the NFL, then and I'm trying can, to shed the dad money will start right reeling now. in for me to get, and they can so pay me if to get my old body back. There, so I'm like, excited you know, about that. I assume you guys cannot people. hear each other because you're both talking at the same time for the last thirty okay. seconds. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Um, that was are we good, I was like, like maybe maybe Joe can't hear Han talking. Yeah, was, you were both just going full force for about 15, 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> dropping some gems, and I'm like, man, no oh, love from Joe so in this one, okay? Joe's uh, talking Nutrisystem. Hawks over here talking about T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of a w- I thought it was kind of a weird way for Hawk to stop that last comment, but I was like, well, if he's not going to talk, I better pick it up. All right, so Joe, 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 you keep talking while Hawk is talking. What is going Dude, on? Dude, if I knew what was going on, we would fix it. Obviously, there's an issue here with this hear great podcaster saying. thing that we're on because every time I start talking, I'm trying to listen to Hawk. He's talking, and then it just nothing. cuts out, and so we start talking over each Hawk, other. Hawk, shut up. Joe's talking, man. <laughs> and the funny thing is, oh, yeah, what's, Hawk, going Hawk, what's going on? on? I'm on the beach. Just, I don't need this. I can't hear anything Joe's saying. So wait, let me get this right. Joe, you can yep. hear me, and yep. I can hear Hawk, and you both can – We can, you guys can't hear each other. So basically, to sum it up, you guys both think the Brandon Cooks trade is good. You guys are happy RG3 is back in the league. This clearly isn't going to work. Yeah, whatever. I'm out of here. I'm going back to the beach. I say we just do a best of show. We got so much good content to pick from. Everything's the best of on this show. So take it away with the best of show. Hawk, I heard a great story about you and Marvin Lewis. Yes. You guys were roommates? Yes, we were roommates. So my first year in camp, they signed me from like Canada. I got cut by the Rams on day one of camp. That's another story. But so I claimed off waivers from the, from the Bengals, went there, and they had so many players in camp they didn't have any rooms left, and the only bed available <laughs> was in the same room as Coach Lewis. Was it so, a king or uh, two doubles? <laughs> it was one twin. <laughs> no, and uh, we were roommates. Who was the big spoon and who was the little spoon? Is that how you made the team? Yes. Maybe we'll I'll have a podcast me. just on those nights. I, lo- I looked at it as an opportunity. I told him, like, my first day, because I just got Were you like, hey, kick your feet off. Uh, can yeah, I give I, your foot rub you or what, what can I do? <laughs> you, you hungry? Yeah, yeah, right, hey, I'm making want... a run of Domino's. I mean, no, really, what are those course. conversations like? I mean, we didn't talk much. He's a quiet guy anyway. But literally, it was like after my first practice, you know, he was like, you hit the ground running today because they like threw me right in with the starters. And I was like, dude, listen, I, I can't tell you anything else. But what I can tell you is no one here will work as hard as me while I'm here. And that's all I said to him. And Right, because he doesn't want the recruiting speech. Yeah, no, I'm not He doesn't want him. you like chirping in his ear. Like, I'm just, I can do this. I really, I know I can do this. I'm making a promise and I'm going to keep that yeah. promise. And I kept the promise. And, you know, Mark, that's my guy, man. Yeah. That's my guy. We're, we're still good to this day. So I got a question. <laughs> Uh, with you and uh, Marvin, when when you got signed there, and uh, they, you see your room assignment is Marvin Lewis, were you thinking like, "Oh, I got this. I'm making this team," or were you thinking, "Well, it looks like I'm no. getting cut tomorrow because <laughs> they wouldn't put me with the head coach if they thought I was going to be here a while." Well, I was like more. I'm really socially awkward. Like I know I do media, and I'm like I get better. But if I that was like the most awkward thing. I don't think I slept that night. I think I just <laughs> laid there staring. Were at the you ceiling. looking at Marvin, or were you looking at the ceiling? Nah, well, it was like. <laughs> We we had like separated rooms, so it wasn't we weren't in the same. Oh, so the, it wasn't like a small like embassy. No, he's the head coach. Like a, 
They're not uh, putting them in like a right, one okay. door. So you know he what had I'm like saying? A big suite. Yeah. Whatever. So I had like a bed in like the in the living area. Was it like a hide a bed? Like you were out in like the a, the TV area, like you had to pull out couch. Yeah. Or like it was like that in the kitchen. <laughs> it's exactly He's how like it was. Making coffee and stepping over your carcass. In exactly. The I'm on the phone with my <laughs> wife. Like move. <laughs> that had to be a little awkward. It's all right though. Now let's pivot from the NFL to the XFL. It was announced recently that Vince McMahon will be bringing back the controversial XFL to return in the year 2020. What do you guys think wow. about that? I'm a fa- I was a fan of the XFL when it was out. Like, so I think it's it's crazy that they would bring it back because it's like almost them saying like, "Yo, we're at the climate now that this could be successful." Can you it n- could have been. Can you name a player other than he hate me? Um, Tinker Keck. <laughs> That's a made-up name. There's no way that was a real human being. Tinker Keck played in the XFL. What was his first name? Tinker? Tinker. Tinker Keck. He, he was one of my brother's uh, teammates in, in college. Wait, that was his real name or that was one on the, on the Dude, back of his jersey? Look look it up. Tinker Keck is his name. Um, he was a kick returner. He was like one of those chiseled dudes. You remember Luke Swan from Wisconsin who was like chiseled? Yeah. yeah. He was like he one was of my those roommate in college. Guys. Yeah. Like he was like that. He was a great athlete. But yeah, his name is Tinker Keck. He played at UC and played in the XFL. Um, the XFL, I don't think it ever gained any traction. Like it had a lot of media hype, but I don't think anybody ever watched, and nobody went to the games. One of my former coaches played in the XFL. Um, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he was awesome. I, think I, had a I love that guy. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, he, was he was my favorite player. <laughs> he was my favorite player. No, I mean, Vince McMahon is a really bright businessman, so clearly he thinks he can make some money on this. I mean, there's got to be something in on it. For him, or he wouldn't be bringing the XFL back. Right. No, I agree. I think it could be successful. I mean, because think about it. If you look at the XFL, imagine a league that has quarterbacks, Johnny Manziel, Colin Kaepernick, if the money is right, if it makes sense for him. Um, It has RG3, Tim Tebow, who I'm sure he's playing baseball, but I know he's chomping at the bit to make a football return to TV. And you have names like that that people already identify with, already know, already want to buy jerseys for. If you can get 15 of those guys, I think there would be an interest in the league. It was fun. But anyways, yeah, Bruce, great guy. Go ahead with the Super Bowl story. <laughs> yeah. back, right. back to Lance. Back, so, back to something important. Back to our other roommate. I actually lived with Bruce in college. But oh, our other that? roommate, Lance, we were, you know, he was playing the Super Bowl. They invited us down. I think this is after like my first year in Canada. It was in Miami, so I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. They end up winning the Super Bowl, and Lance has like a huge catch in it, like a two-point conversion. They're playing oh, wow. against Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the Saints end up winning the Super Bowl, and it was wild. And he's like, yo, we're going to party tonight. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be incredible. Never experienced anything like this. You know, I get dressed to the nines. I go meet them at their hotel. They got limos taking us all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like all a bunch of Saints players. You know, we're like, oh, we're going to do this first, do that. We pull up to Club Live, which is at the Fountain Which is Blue like Hotel. the hottest that's place like the, in that's South like, Beach. I had only ever I even, got rejected from there once. I, I know what it's all about. Okay, so you know where I'm going. So I don't ever well, even heard of the promo. place in rap songs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're at, we pull up to Club Live. TMZ, like, as soon as we step out of the limo, they start swarming us, asking oh, yeah. questions like, oh, the Saints Super Bowls are here. You know, so there's like a crowd of people were walking up. We get to the front, and uh, the guy's like, yo, Lance – Great catch, the bouncer. So I'm like, oh, man. Oh, we're, we're gold. We're rock stars yeah, yeah, now, yeah. man. Go. This is about to be yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, well, you know, great catch. Lance's like, oh, I appreciate it, man. 
He's like, yeah, well, you know, what's up? He's like, oh, we need uh, we need a couple tables. He's like, ah, sorry, we're at capacity. <laughs> and he's and they're like, ha ha, good good one, bro. That was, you almost had us Super Bowl champ. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's like, nah, seriously. Uh, P Diddy bought up all the VIP tables. Oh no. And we're at capacity in general oh, admission man. too. So he's like, are you serious? He's like, no, I'm dead serious. P Diddy comes walking by with like a thousand people. <laughs> Tips his hat like, yeah, hey, that was a good game tonight, y'all. And just, <laughs> just kept whoop, going. Right. We end up going like Mr. We, Diddy. We Mr. stopped Diddy. like a techno club. Uh, ho- we end up at like some hole in the wall bar. We're all just like looking at each other. And I'm like, this is not how I expected to party with the Super Bowl champ. <laughs> so it was you that guys end day. up like the dive bar, like I'm drinking real- Bud Lights. Right. <laughs> it was that day I realized that being a Super Bowl champ was overrated. Yeah. So my Super Bowl story, most humiliating but like i've said before i don't really get embarrassed yeah. but uh so last year my wife was with me i had just made my 10th pro bowl which as we've just stated means nothing when you're a lineman <laughs> and for eight years i've always gone to the espn party because it's usually fun that's where a lot of the other football players are yep. there they usually have a good musical act yep they're not it's usually a lot there. of fun so i bring my wife and i try to explain to her like look we're actually not on any of this these lists so what we're going to just try to do at all these parties is we're just going to basically go in and beg. <laughs> like, basically, <laughs> please, will you let me in, right? And you just pester them, and finally they usually let you in. It was me and my wife and my agent, and we're trying to get into the ESPN party, right? And the thing's like half empty. So it's not like they're at capacity. They had no excuse. But we get to the front, and we ask the lady that's running the door. We're like, hey, uh, where do we go for the VIP tickets? And she's like, oh, go right over there. So we like kind of skip the regular line, and you yeah. go over to the VIP where all the athletes and entertainers enter. And so we start talking to the person. They're like, are you on the list? And you always got to act like you're on the list, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the most important Step thing. Right? One. Step act, one, act, like you're, supposed act to be there. like you're supposed to be there. So we're like, yeah, yeah, uh, Joe Thomas, Cleveland Browns. And this is my agent, Peter Schaefer. He's had like Barry Sanders, Jerome Bettis, a bunch of like big guys. He's yeah. been in the game a long time. Um, so anyway, so she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you guys aren't on the list. And we're like, oh, well, do you think we could just like get in anyway? You know, we're, we're players, been around a long time. There's lots of players in the party. You know, uh, our our publicist, which we don't have a publicist, <laughs> must have forgot to call or something. You know, you got to come up with some BS story. And she's like, I'm sorry, you know, we're under strict instructions this year. We can't let anybody in. And so my wife is instantly like red faced. She's so embarrassed because she's <laughs> never done like the Super Bowl party experience before. And I'm like, no, it's all right. It's all right. Like, can we just like wait around? And if there's some room and you just kind of like sneak us in, she's like, really, guys, you're going to have to step out of the way. Like there's people like Andrew Hawkins like burning <laughs> past us going into the party. She's like, please What's get out of the way. Up? Like you're not on the list. You're not getting in. And we're like, no, no, we really need to go in there. Like this is really important. Like you're trying to work the angle. And she's like, guys, this is your last warning. You need to move out of the way. And right when she says that, Tim Tebow like burns through the line with like a posse of like, 75 guys and i'm like what you're gonna just let him go and she's like well he's tim tebow i'm like oh my god i've just been humiliated at this point my wife starts yelling at me she's like joe we're leaving like i'm not doing this anymore i'm like no it's okay babe we'll be fine and we're getting like we're leaving and the lady's like i'm calling security right now so she calls security and it's not like mall cops it's like actual houston police officers that show up and and then now my agent it's become like a game not right because he goes into lawyer mode now he wants to argue and fight (laughs) so now he starts like arguing with with the police officers and they're like sir we are going to arrest you if you do not leave these premises in two minutes and right at that time mike golick walks in and you know from uh golick and window now mike and mike and he's like wait espn isn't letting you guys in we're like yeah, they're, they're going to arrest us. That's like, <laughs> sorry, guys. And he waves and he goes in. 
And finally, the, the police officer like, turn around. We're going to put handcuffs on you. And that at that point, my wife's like, Joe, I'm going to divorce you if you don't turn around and leave. And she grabbed my arm. And we ended up leaving the party. And we went to the Barstool Sports Party. And we got right in. And it was like the best party I've ever been to in the Super Bowl. So Just it was like, like the greatest happy ending of all time that ESPN kicked me out. And uh, they let guys like Hawk and Tebow in, which apparently their standards are lower than expected. But this year they had to cancel the party because of the blowback because of for the turning NFL. down an offensive lineman the at the doors. The first NFL lineman in history they turned down at the door. So like we welcome were. to the Tomahawk Show. We're, we're kicking off the interviews here on Radio Road at the Super Bowl in Minnesota. We have probably the best guest we could probably start the show off with in Terrence Newman. How old are you? You're 39? 39. You'll be 40 when? September. How many more years are you going to play? I don't know, but I'm still sexy. You're still sexy. You're 39. That's what I thought you're when you playing like corner, like you're bringing up age because yes. you. No, like, I'm bringing up age because you know, I'm just letting you know I still, I still got it. Listen, we know that's what's Eddie crazy Kane? about it. I still got it. Exactly. Look, you're 30. I'm on my Eddie Kane right now. How many cornerbacks in NFL history have like started and played at a high level at 39? Daryl Green. Daryl Green was one. What year did he, how many? When did he retire? What age was he? 41, I think. It, it, it or amazes me. At the level that you're able to play still, because I, I always say, I would like you were one of the guys that I looked up to coming up because you did so much at like Kansas State, and then seeing you in the league, you played around time my brother, and then it took me forever to get to the league. But when you I got, got there, there, you took it by storm, though. I did be my honest. best. Be honest. I did my best, but even when that ran its course, I'm done now, and you are still going, and there's no end in sight, which is crazy to me. So how have you been able to maintain your physical ability as well Basically, as you have? How have you not as old as you? How are? have you prevented getting exposed? Yeah, right. How is this possible? How have you not been able to run anymore? Um, smartly, I mean, you, it, I, I work smarter, not harder. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a deal where I, when I was like 25, 26, like you get in the gym, you're trying to lift every weight you can, you're trying to like bulk up and get super strong. But when I did that, I realized like I was getting like little injuries, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had to curtail my workouts to. Mm-hmm to be more beneficial to what I wanted to do. I wanted longevity. I wanted a chance to, like, win multiple Super Bowls, having won one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I wanted to next be able year. To, to play. Next yeah. year. There's yeah. always next, next year. Next year. You were very close this year. Very close, but that's only good in horseshoes and hand grenades. Hey, Everybody I like it. That. I like yeah. where your head's at. Yeah. I, we I got was, waxed, though, in a, in a I'm glad you brought it up because like, that was my next line. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was we had a Who do we blame that on? I'm trying to beat it to everybody to the point. I'm like, yeah, we got waxed. So, Because I don't like when other people say it, you know. Yeah, it's better coverage. What happened to y'all? Y'all got Man, y'all didn't even show up. It's like, the eight mile effect. So I'm like, yo, I'm you say a, if I say bad it about first, you before they say it. Yeah, if I say it first, then it, it, it makes it better in my eyes. Who do we blame that loss on? Who, yeah. who are we giving the blame to? Um, Still everybody. Robert Griffin, right? All the players. Robert Griffin. The Robert third. Griffin, right? <laughs> I can't blame him on that one. He, he thinks everything is blamed on him. We're going to ask him about it on yeah, the show. Yeah, we got him tomorrow, so we're we excited about that. Yo. So we can tell him why he please, lost the Vikings I, game. I definitely got to listen to this tomorrow if y'all ask him if we lost because of him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, oh, straight, that'll be the first question. First question. I will, I, will, I will literally lose it, though. You don't understand. I will <laughs> lose good. it tomorrow. That's good. Well, you can five-star rate us as you're losing it and yes. subscribing I'm gonna on our podcast. Hey, just for the fact you told me this, I'm five-starring this today. Why do I got to wait till tomorrow? That's really the only reason we came to Radio Row is to get more five-stars. I'm going to tell you right now. high-level Y'all like the livest interview group here, though, like straight up. We now have the greatest quarterback in NFL history, (laughs) Robert Griffin III. In the building. Good friend of both of ours. Thank you for being here. I see you got a nice new little addition to the family back there. Bringing them around. Pretty exciting. You had to be on the Tomahawk Show this week to play our new game. 
was it Robert Griffin III's fault? <laughs> Or, 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 or oh, was man. it Kevin Love's fault? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Because as we know, it. in the NBA, he's getting blamed for everything I right now, the, too. I saw the so. Kevin Love buttons all over the place yeah, so, on some of the comments. You know, so. we're, we're a pretty low-budget show, so we don't have, like, the button you can hit here. Yeah. But you can just tell us whose fault this was, right? Okay, okay. So here I'm going to start with one here. All right. And this is an easy one. This is LeBron's decision to go to Miami. Yes. Kevin Love. Or RG3's fault? I think it was RG3's fault. Okay, so we got one ding, ding, ding. 100%. One for That's Robert. What, what year was that? That was, was like 2008. Yeah, it was. Yeah, eight or nine. Nine. it was a long yeah. time. You were nine. like in short pants, was, like playing uh, high school, high school yeah. ball somewhere. You were in high school 2009. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, 2008. I was in high school. 2009. I was at Baylor. We, I had like six kids by then. That's oh crazy. my six god! You're a baby, bro. <laughs> Boy, you are right. humping like a jackrabbit. <laughs> I'm, I'm up next. Here we go. Look, don't let Hawk kill, uh, kill you. He was like 19 <laughs> at the time too, so he wasn't that old. Okay, the Falcons blowing a 28-3 halftime lead to the New England Patriots. Kevin Love's fault, Robert Griffin III's fault. Oh, 100% Robert Griffin III's fault. Oh, he's got two of them. I bet you we can make a connection of why <laughs> that was I promise you why it was my fault yeah. because I think, like, Kyle started to think about me a Kyle little bit. Kyle's the OC. He started yes. thinking about me a little You're bit. Right. He started game. calling plays and for RG3. Exactly. <laughs> and he was like, yo, uh, that's not going to work with Matt. So <laughs> yeah, in a, a roundabout way, that really was your fault. You I know. have more connections than Kevin Love does there. That's you true. heard it here first, Falcon so, fans. It was my fault. I'm sorry, Falcon. Kyle Shanahan used to be a big acid guy college believe it or not yeah and he was having flashbacks in the middle of that game yeah so he started calling this started, new game he had for a crazy acid trip instead of matt ryan he's like yeah. what is crazy, going on crazy all right. all right the next one um this one's an easy one the titanic kevin love kevin love kevin gets his love first one. no black people in Titanic. <laughs> yes what are you point. talking you're about? right if anybody it was kevin love's yes, fault no doubt kevin which is loves. this is really random you're talking about black people in the titanic i watched the remake of willy wonka mm -hmm. with johnny depp no black people in the original movie, and then they redid it in 2006. <laughs> Still, no Still no black people. Still no black people. Still no black people. And they didn't get the memo about this equality thing. Yeah, no, they're, they're not up on the equality. They're not very woke. Okay. They're not woke. Not very woke. The Golden State Warriors <laughs> blowing a 3-1 to one lead to the Cavaliers <laughs> mm -hmm. in the 2016 NBA yeah. championship. Kevin Love's fault or RG3's fault? Kevin Love, 100%. That is a direct correlation. Yeah, so that's that a direct correlation. Probably was his fault. I think it he was, was there. His fault. Yeah. He was there. He was there. It was. So that's a legitimate. Still had to ask the question. So we like leaving things in a tie. Two to two. Congratulations. Yes, there that we go. was a very, very good game. It I is really thoroughly it's enjoyed that one. Next, we got joining us the legendary Busta Rhymes. Talk that talk. King Rap. The best rapper in, in, in NFL history? Can you yeah, say that? Yeah, please, please, the please, best rapper in NFL history. history. Only, only, only in NFL history? Yeah, well, the thing history. we do, our thing is we make sure everybody is the best in NFL history. Yeah. Okay, just so in NFL history. NFL history. But we can give you NBA history. We can give you <laughs> music <laughs> history. Keep talking that talk. Oscar nominated. Continue yeah. to talk that yeah. talk. Grammy award winning. I like how Nobel that talk is continuing. Prize winning. Yeah. Keep it going. Mm -hmm. Bust a bust. <laughs> bust, how you doing this week? I'm blessed, brother, and highly favored. I ain't going to front. This is like probably one of the, the incredible, more incredible highlight moments for me just personally. Wow. Being on the to Tom be on the show. show of Tom Hawk Show. Yeah, you well, thank you. We appreciate it. You know what? That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what? Everything else is, is second and third yeah. to that in particular. Yeah, no We're doubt. making dreams come no true. You know what I'm saying? So I big y'all up for just creating one of my biggest and my most prolific yeah. Yeah, high, highlight moment for 2018 thus far. Just like that. Yeah, 2018 absolutely. is lit. That's that talk. So, so Bus, real quick, who you got winning the Super Bowl? 
putting all my money on the Eagles and whoever won to put Ooh, your money up right uh, now. Wow. I like it. Whoever won this it, put your money up. Picking the I, Patriots. Whoever won it, I got a bando cool. for you. I ain't got no problem with you. No problem. That'll be legendary sure that's, for me to shake Buster Rhymes' money. Bando? That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, what are we talking here? I mean, we talking if whatever you talking. If it's oh, just wow. a band, it was he cool. He deals in Bitcoin. If it's, yeah. if it's so. 10, it's 10. If it's if a 100, it's 100. Okay. 100. Oh, wow. okay. We don't get paid for this podcast, I was so I'm not say. sure we do 100 bands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one or two. I'm trying to think how early I can take out my 401k <laughs> <laughs> to, try to, to try to meet you at that level. Nah, oh, I mean, man. I mean. I don't know, man. I just, is that your heart? Are you going with the Eagles, your heart, or is that you think they really going to be – you really betting against Tom Brady? Are you a no, Tom Brady hater? Nah, never that. Okay. I, I, I'm a super supporter of, of, of greatness, you know what I'm saying? But um, sometimes, man, I just I just have a problem with if you're great, then be great, you know? Okay. Don't deflate the ball. If you're great. <laughs> Hot take. If you're great, goes back. If you're great like bro, it. if you're great, just be great. That's it. That's it. You're already great. There ain't no reason to have to do cheat codes. Just be great. <laughs> okay. You feel me? I salute that. <laughs> so, right. so, so with that being said, you know, got a little dent in his armor once he did that because they ain't going to be able to erase that from the legacy never, ever, ever. So you mm-hmm. went nothing. Last year did nothing for you for that? Nah, I don't. I don't 28-3? I'm not with it, B. I'm not with it. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not great. Yeah, I'm just saying don't 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 taint it. Don't taint the greatness. Like mm-hmm. what you doing? Mm-hmm. Why? What's the point? Mm-hmm. What you mm-hmm. doing? You already the super duper mm-hmm. human. But level don't you think he's been doing that since day one? And and yeah. that was part of it. You know, before he was great, he was doing that, so he just kept doing it. I don't know. I, I don't know when he started doing it. If it was before or after, but I do know that sometimes with time, it's harder to hold on to the crown mm-hmm. because it gets a little heavier as you get a little older. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, all I'm saying is, mm. you know. We got a Busta Rhymes, Tom Brady beef brewing right <laughs> no here, man. Beef. It's hot beef. Day. So you turning it into something no, else. Beef. That's it's what we no do on the beef. That's what we do. We now, create beef. beef right here. Hey, yo, this is, <laughs> what it is. this is what it is, then. If it's beef, it's beef. Yo, Tom, if you want it, I'm here. Ah. All right, that's what we're talking. Well, speaking of picking five guys, the NBA did something special this year. They did the All-Star Draft. They had Team LeBron, they had Team Steph Curry, uh-huh. and they drafted the All-Star roster. Let's do something here with you two. Put you guys on opposite sides and have you draft an N- NFL all-star team. Joe gets the first pick, but Hawk gets right. two and three. Oh, I Hawk. like it. A little trade-up. Thanks, right. NFD. If we're playing tackle football, five uh-huh. dudes, you want somebody who's really fast, who can catch the ball, who can elevate over people. And I think A.J. Green's the exact type of player you'd want in a five-on-five tackle football game. Okay. I'm going to go. Bowl. Think turkey bowl. All right. I'm going with the second second overall pick. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, and then for number three, my second pick, third overall, I am going to go Jalen Ramsey from mm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So now you're up. Why? Give well, me the why. Because he's be- going to shut down A.J. Green. Because he's shutting down. He's too down. short, man. A.J.'s jumping right over the J- top of Jaylen him. Jalen Ramsey's 6'2". All day. Yeah, and A.J.'s like 6'9". I love A.J. He's one of my best friends, but I'm <laughs> telling you, Jalen, that boy got he got piss and vinegar in him. I've been around him. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Okay. Cool. Well. All right. So now you, you're so picked. now I get the next two or no? You get one. One. Now we go back, back and forth. forth. Right. Back and Russell forth. Wilson's my quarterback. I think. I like if, that. If you got that much space, think Turkey Bowl five on five. You got tons of field. You want a quarterback that's great at throwing, but also can run and make people miss. So I like Russell Wilson. Okay. So I'm I'm going with, give me Odell Beckham. 
Oh, that's a good choice. So but he's injured, so no, we're no, he's healthy. One. We're going healthy. <laughs> the healthy OJ. OBJ. Healthy. Although OBJ. I did see him in the Super Bowl commercial, he looked pretty healthy when yeah. he was mingling with, uh, with Greco. Pay, uh, Eli Manning <laughs> and Greco. All right, so okay, my third one here is going to be Patrick Peterson. You got to have a cornerback that's big and physical that can tackle, but also cover. Oh man, man, OBJ might give Peterson a long day, but I, I I'm not so. going to argue. He's it. too little. All right, so for. My next pick, I am going with – I'm going to go defense again, and I'm going to go with Khalil Mack, a guy who can hit and run. Yeah, but who's he going to cover? The bad, bad choice. It he's not covering anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, he's going to sack your quarterback. <laughs> There's nobody blocking him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, your, you could have drafted a that's lineman. That's your dumb fault for not picking a, li- a lineman. <laughs> he does have one open offensive <laughs> so spot left. interesting strategy. Do yeah. you go with a guy that catches the ball Now or what a do you blocker? Because that's going right. to determine my last pick. Yeah, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going Gronk because he could block him for a half account, and okay. then he's going to peel off into the flat, catch the ball, and run over all your little-ass cornerbacks you got in the backfield. Okay, so you have – You got right. one more defensive player or so offensive player. Huh? I get an offense, and he gets yep. a defense. All yep. right, my offensive guy, I'm going with – A. I have A-Rod, I have OBJ. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Run, Ooh, he can run it, good. he can catch it. That's a good decision. Yeah. And he's, uh, nobody's going to run the ball in the turkey bowl, though. Come on, man. It depends. On, if you go <laughs> corner, we're running through your shit. Yeah. Here, listen to this one. This team is so much better than yours, by no the way. No way. I've got Cam Chancellor, number five. He can cover. Uh, he he can can't hit. cover Are Alvin Kamara? Well, he doesn't have to. I got Patrick Peterson. He's covering OBJ. And Russell, well, well, I got all five of them on the field, right? So it's <laughs> it's I, I got Gronk. I got AJ. They can cover one of those guys. I don't uh, know. To I, recap I, the teams. I, all right. Joe's got Russell Wilson. A.J. Green, Gronk, Patrick Peterson, and Cam Chancellor. That's a good team. That's solid, Hawks man. got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Jalen Ramsey, and Khalil Mack. <laughs> we want you guys to hashtag Tomahawk. Come Let on. us know who has the better team. We have the man, the myth, the legend, JFF, Johnny yeah. Manziel. Greatest quarterback in not only Browns history, no. but NFL history. And I got to say, my man, thank you for sitting down with us today, Johnny. Joe T, Hawk, thank you guys for, for letting me come in. I appreciate it. Yo, you're, you're our first guest, like our real guest. I mean, we did the radio road thing, but you're our first real guest, and it only feels so right. Now, we're, we're going to jump right into it. Kansas City game. Kansas City done. game, go out. I felt something like probably in like the third quarter, like get rid of the ball, and then like two of their like D tackles like grab my ankles. and it's not, I never have got really like – the straight-up head-to-head hit where you lower your shoulder and you're one-on-one and you hit somebody. I've never had, like, a concussion that way. So as you watch towards, like, the end of that game, um, Travis runs, like, a slant. I think we have a slant called, and I literally have no rush, no pressure, and just take a three-step drop and just throw it 40 yards down the field to nobody. <laughs> so we go back after that game, go into the building Monday, and, like, I know I'm a little off, and then the, t- the Tuesday off day comes. I go into the building for a little bit, and at this point in time, I had like three or four of my friends up from from Texas. And it's towards the end of the season. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're two and whatever we are. Right. Um, And just the wrong mindset of being a little bit over it. And then once these guys came up there, they were in party mode. So I come back one day, and they just literally, we just start playing pool, start drinking, and then... Joe will remember this like it's yesterday, but we come into that offensive line meeting that we have every day at like 7 a.m. on on Tuesday. Uh I don't know if it's a combination of me being concussed, having drank the night before, 
or, or just being out of it. But I walk into the meeting for probably like 15 seconds and I'm like, nope, <laughs> no way am I, <laughs> no way is this going to happen. Like my head is loopy. So I go into Joe Sheehan's office and I'm like, yo, like um, I have a concussion. Like I know I do. Like can we like evaluate this? Like right. whatever. He's like, concussion, why, did, why didn't you come to us on Sunday or Monday? I'm like, well, there's no chance I'm going to be able to play in the last game of the season against it was Pittsburgh, I think, yeah. who we had played. We didn't play them well as a team, but, like, I felt like I had my best game ever yeah, against them. So I yep. knew what their defense ran. I was, like, I was going to pry and push through it. Um, and, and then after that, I, they take me to the hospital that day. Um, I stay there, like, the entirety of the day. And then it's kind of like, you know, my season's over. That's well, the last game of the season. It. I'm done. And then you know, I was going through some things, like, just with my um, at-home life to mm -hmm. where, like, that was my biggest problem that year. It, it wasn't the football life. It, right. it wasn't what was going on in the building. Like, I love getting there early. I love Josh and Connor and, and the guys that we had. Um, it, it was what was going on at home that right. was causing me so many problems. And um, one of those problems led me to Vegas. And yeah. I felt like I couldn't, like, solidify or try and fix my home life without going out there. Um, so I had this reckless, reckless plan. <laughs> on a Saturday after the, uh, after the walkthrough, I'm going to catch a 12 o'clock flight. Let's call it 12 o'clock flight to so Vegas. So you were on commercial. Did you go private? Oh, yeah, commercial. You, oh, United, United coach, <laughs> everything. So I fly out there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fly out there from 12. I get there at 3 or 1 or 2 or whatever, 2 or 3 or whatever time it is. And I'm going to stay there for three hours, and then I'm going to catch the 10.30 flight back so I can make my mandatory treatment session the next day uh -huh. for all the injured players before the game on Sunday. So I fly out there, I land, and this is where I messed up. <laughs> Did anybody where, recognize uh, you on the plane? Nobody on the plane. Nobody okay. at the airport. I had my hat. I had my I had uh -huh. in the Cleveland airport so small. So I had my hood, my hat, my everything, my sunglasses. You I had, had my I'm way of to like, hide look, the oh, bomber look. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I go and sit down, the guy IDs me. I hand him my ID and he's like, like takes a look at the at the because there's TV. so many John takes a, takes a look at the, the TV right behind me and there's like a announcement <laughs> that like my name's on the bottom of the ticker it's like a brown something and he's just like that's you I'm like yeah so right after that <laughs> happened there's like a certain bar right behind the Planet Hollywood I think it's called like the Heart Bar or something walk in to grab a drink and this guy just zeroes in on me he like knows my walk my my talk my everything and he's like I know that guy. It happens to be, like, a reporter that has, like, probably, like, a couple thousand followers but still got the blue check, so he's got, like, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of juice. So he's, like he's a little like, legit. He's got a little juice, and he's, like, a baseball reporter, I think, but he sees me, he spots me, and then I'm into straight damage mode. I'm like, <laughs> do I catch this flight at 10? Like, I don't know, Hakkasan's going to be pretty lit tonight. I don't really want to <laughs> go home. I don't really want to go home. So, man, I, I – Miss, I missed my flight. I, I put out an Instagram saying that I'm at home with my dog and tag it in, <laughs> in Avon, Ohio. You thought that would cover your tracks? That, okay, well, yeah, Joe, I'll just, I think we're good for Hawkinson now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, right I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm not gonna be able just to go in with a hat. Like, let's go get a <laughs> let's go get a wig. And <laughs> as funny as this is, like I'm I'm still pretty embarrassed by it. Like it's still just it's, like a reckless decision. But it's like. Like we said, let it die. So Let it die. We're going to kill it tonight. So let it die. And uh, I'm like, let's go to this wig shop. So I just get on Google, type in nearest wig shop, and just go somewhere <laughs> off the strip, very, very <laughs> sketchy, and just walk into this place. And, and this little like lady comes up. She's like, what you want on your hair, honey? Like, what you want? I'm like, I need something that makes me not look like this. 
Do you have a mustache? Do you have a, a wig? Do you have anything? And, and she came back with this wig, and I put it on in two seconds, and I'm like, perfect. I shaved all my facial hair but my mustache, so I kind of had like a little mustache, <laughs> mustache. going. Oh, I didn't need to buy the mustache. The only mustaches they had were like the ones that come down like six or seven Manchus. inches. The Fu Manchus. <laughs> so I didn't think that was going to really help my so case. Help it was a blonde in. mullet? It was like a blondish brown like like mullet. Um, I, I actually have, have I, the I know the there's mullet. pictures. I, I talked to somebody last week who said he has the picture. I have the picture. An insider. Well, that's what we got to break the picture with the the story. We will with this podcast. We will, Uh, and and I'll find it before we leave here. I have some some. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So so we decide to go to a a casual like dinner before. Like let's go to Hakkasan for dinner before we go to Hakkasan for for the club. (laughs) Sit down with a couple of my guys that are there, and like uh, they're laughing their ass off. It's all fun and games until like one like promoter or somebody like really is like yo like this is not really all that funny. Like, this yeah. is, like, a serious deal. And uh, we go out, stay out all night, chain smokers. It was all right. Like, it was what it was. I get back, at, like, 2 that morning, somebody the next day. So I get back to the room that night, probably, like, 3 or 4 in the morning, and it's already 7 o'clock on the East Coast time. Like, people, we play at 11. Right. Like, this stuff is already, like, <laughs> starting to come out. I have to be there at 8, which is in an hour, which I'm definitely not going to make that. But... <laughs> Um, I just turn my phone off and throw it in the drawer, and I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out when we wake up. And I ended up just waking up, leaving my phone off, turned it on sometime around like three or four to like a absolute shit cluster show. shit show of messages. <laughs> um, because somebody, uh, uh, like the promoter, whoever saw me, like just went and sold it to somebody in, in Vegas, like a credible like little news source in Vegas. This is what happened. This is what they ordered. This is what they had for dinner. This is what he was drinking. This is oh, how many man. drinks he had. Like Snitches get every, stitches, everything. Bro. So uh, after that, crazily enough, I still go back to Cleveland. I sit down with Jimmy and I sit down with Sashi and I explain it to him. I explain where I'm at mentally. I explained what was going on in my home life um, mm-hmm. and just really like was open and honest with them about everything. And and then I get it. At the end of the day, like. It's a billionaire owner who has to make a decision for his franchise for the rest of time. So right. there's no hard feelings there. And, and and it is what it is. And probably, to be honest, like, I should have taken it a little better in the fact that, hey, it's not the end of the world. I'm right. just going to a new team Yeah. A- instead of going into a self-sabotage mode from there. Yeah. I look back at it now, and I'm kind of like, damn. I wasted a little bit of Joe T's career a little bit, I feel like. Like, yeah. I'm to the point where I'm like, damn, I was supposed to be the guy that was there to step up. And, like, that's where I say in some of these stories where I was extremely, extremely selfish, extremely only cared about what I wanted. I didn't think about how my life and my decisions yeah. affected people around me. Man, awesome, Johnny. And uh, don't worry, you're the only one of 20 quarterbacks that has apologized to Joe <laughs> Thomas <laughs> in, in Cleveland. So you're cut up by the rest, man. Appreciate you joining us, brother. Thank Thanks you. a lot. I think we now are joined by the best quarterback in NFL history. Joe, tell us what we got coming up. We've got Bruce Gradkowski, who played with Andrew Hawkins in college, and he played with me and Andrew in the NFL. Hawk, Joe, thanks for having me, guys. I I, I knew coming in today I had to bring my own water bottle because I know with Hawk, his cheap ass, probably (laughs) wouldn't even give me a bottle of water to come on the show. So in college, you threw all those touchdown passes to Hawk. Did he ever take you out to dinner to thank you? No, Why not would I once. take him out to dinner? He should be thanking me. <laughs> I got him drafted. <laughs> what, what wow. I, what you I did? Drafted? Hey, I gave the guy a bed, and he still hasn't, <laughs> he <still> hasn't <laughs> paid me Can for we it. start off with that bed story? Again, I'm a sophomore in college. Bruce is one of my roommates. So he gets drafted 
and I forget. I don't know why I didn't have a bed. Maybe because I was broke. Well, well Hawk, <laughs> you know Hawk. He's going to take advantage of the situation. So. Am I? Wow, that he, was he, kind of that a was, backhanded comment. You know, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> now people see where my tweet came from. About <laughs> he, uh, so he sees me get drafted, right? So he's like, hey, bro, like – you're not gonna do anything with this bed, right? This bed you, is just sitting here. You don't need it. How, how much did you get to sign as a six round draft pick? Like so you're like five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I paid them. Can, can I hold on to this bed? Yeah, man, no, no problem. Go ahead. You know, just throw me a couple hundred bucks for it. Whatever. Yeah, it's giving me like two hundred bucks for the bed. I'm like, All right, good deal. And so, I'm like, <laughs> you're drunk if you think I'm paying you any money. For this. Wow. Got, you're in the NFL now. So, so, day, so you still owe him money. So I came to oh, collect man. his debt. That's why he's oh, here. Is that why you're here? That's why he's here. It's funny. Oh, I still had a bed sense. in my house. Nobody would actually willingly come on the Tomahawk show unless they had a vendetta. <laughs> they were trying to get their 200 bucks back. I still have that bed in my house right now. That was a legit really? bed, though. For no, college. Really was it a regular twin? Because you clearly a, don't need the twin. No, it was itself. a queen. Queen. It was a, it was a queen. It's in, really? it's in one of my guest rooms. You and, like, the whole family sleep in it? Yep. All the mini Hawkins <laughs> can fit in one queen bed. <laughs> Three children and mom and dad. What size bed do you sleep in? Actually, this is funny. I we sleep on a regular king bed, but uh, king I've beds said, in your family are like twin beds. Yeah, everybody. it's serious. So I, I've he has said a three-year-old. That like next five, time six. I get a bed, I want to get two queens and put them together, just because I'm so big. Like I just take up so much space. Sleeping on a king bed, it's like you sleeping on a regular twin bed. It's just not enough space, and you spend half your life in the bed. So why not treat yourself? Um, I just don't think I can do it anymore. Right, you know, my body is just. My mind is willing, but my body is saying enough. Not able. Yeah. I mean, no. after all these years, I mean, you have so many great stories, and you shared a lot of those here on the Tomahawk Podcast. What stands out, though, as your favorite story or moment from your time with the Browns? Oh, my gosh. I think uh, a memory, a positive memory that I'll, I'll never forget was beating the Giants coming off of their Super Bowl on mm -hmm. Monday Night Football in Cleveland Browns Stadium. 2008, it was the beginning of the season. We just came off of a 10-6 and six season. The place was electric. We just crushed the Giants. It was such a fun atmosphere. It was so much fun being part of that team and that game. Um, that's one of those highlight moments that I'll never forget. And then another moment I'll never forget was the second game of my career, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. It's at home. We had just gotten our ass waxed by uh -huh. the Steelers in week one. It was my first game against James Harrison, first career NFL game playing against James Harrison. Um, we had benched our starting quarterback at halftime and then traded him the next day, and we installed <laughs> Derek Anderson, this backup quarterback, as our starter, and we proceeded to go out there, and we put up 51, I think, on Cincinnati in week two, and we won like – 51 wow. to 48 or something incredible. I think to this day it was the highest total of offensive output of my entire career. Yeah. And it was such a fun game. I remember it was a hot game. Eric Steinbach was my left guard. But every time we went on the field, we scored a touchdown. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like being back in college and playing Temple. Or wow. one of these teams <laughs> right. in a non-conference schedule that you're going to just smoke their ass. Yeah, don't and you it dare. It was so much Toledo. fun. Yeah, It was like playing Toledo, those <laughs> MAC teams at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Josh Johnson, the only guy you never knew my name. Congratulations on a hell of a career. Always been a big fan of yours and respected the way you did it, how you did it in the trenches. is unheard of from being one of the greats and the best to ever do it. So, again, much love and respect to a hell of a career. Oh, man, that's good. Hey, can we tell the Josh Johnson story really quick? Because that's a good one. Man, I got a couple of stories I, to rehash for that bunch. There's so many stories in there. I mean – after 11 years and 20-some quarterbacks, 
There wasn't a lot of winning, but there was a lot of fun stories that I'll never forget. And for the record, Josh Johnson, I will never forget you the rest of my <laughs> life because that is probably the best story of my entire NFL career. And we're going to go into it right now. Yes. So, so we're in Pittsburgh. It's probably 2012 or 11. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. It's somewhere in my middle ages, middle career ages. Uh-huh. And, of course, our quarterback gets crippled like week 15 or 16. <laughs> And I actually think Thad Lewis may have been the quarterback in that game. That got crippled? That got crippled in that game. Uh He was already the third stringer. So we were already down to, like, Thad, who was our third stringer. He'd been there a few weeks. But going into that game, we only had one quarterback on the roster, so we had to sign a couple guys. So we signed, I think, Rich Bartels, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. and Josh Johnson. And then I think they had like a a game of horse on the field to decide who was the second (laughs) and who was the third stringer throwing the ball at the goalpost. And they're like, oh, yep, you did a better job in the horse game, so I think you're the second stringer this week. Uh, Unfortunately for Josh, he won the second string role. And it's the fourth quarter of the game in Pittsburgh, and we're driving, actually making a nice drive down the field. We're going towards the river, if you've ever been in Heinz Field, Mm -hmm. towards the scoreboard. Yep. And my left guard totally blows the protection. He goes the wrong way. And I think it was Kiesel at the time. Completely decapitates poor Thad Lewis. Uh He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) They bring the ambulance on the field. They take him off. And sure enough, the guy that nobody knows who he is that just showed up like a day ago trots onto the field. And it happened to be Josh Johnson. But at the time, I didn't know who it was. So he gets into the field. They're carting thad lewis's lifeless body off the field and this guy standing in the huddle and going you know trying to get ready to say the play and i go wait a minute who the hell are you <laughs> and he goes i'm your quarterback and i go what's your name he's like josh johnson i'm like nice to meet you josh i'm your left tackle joe thomas so we ended up he came in for one play i think the left guard screwed the protection again and then <laughs> Josh Johnson gets crippled, oh, and then so, somehow Thad Lewis gets uh, magic sponge water put on him, and he comes back in the game. This is like uh, a episode for like of Blue Mountain down. State. <laughs> no, that was actually the last play of the game. Josh comes in okay. and he gets sacked and fumbles the ball. Okay. <laughs> so we give Bruce Gradkowski, friend of the show, a lot of shit about his stat line and his start. Yeah. But Josh Johnson played one play, got sacked, and fumbled the ball. What's worse? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. So he had one play in Cleveland, and it was a sack fumble. He is now forever etched in my memory and uh, whatever shabby legacy that I have. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, speaking that of Joe being a 10-time Pro Bowler, there's a good transition to our Tomahawk Q&A session where we take questions yeah. from fans on Twitter. Hashtag Tomahawk. If you have any questions, send them in. We got one this week from at Pat Murphy 13116 he asked if Joe would trade his 10 Pro Bowls for one Super Bowl. Mm, that is a very interesting question. That's a good question. So I think that's a multifaceted question. Cause is it's it? Because like, it seems like yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I'll say that. Is if you give up your 10 Pro Bowls, does that give up all of your money? life's accomplishments? Yeah, like because the, the 10 Pro Bowls <laughs> earned them X amount of money like, a year. Does that mean I have to trade – places with the guy that gets signed the week before the Super Bowl, who's like a practice squad guy who wins yeah. the Super Bowl. I'd or, say no. You, you're a starter on the Super you're, Bowl You're game. a starter, but you you have no personal success. You've traded all of that in for a Super Bowl win. Yeah. You can have some success. You're a starter on a Super Bowl team. Just I don't I'm saying, But I'm saying like yeah. you're not a Pro Bowl player. So right. You're not the best player. Yeah. You're not like a good player anymore. You're like sort of – 
I run think, of the mill. I think what we're getting at here is he's not trading his money. For no, no, I, I, I just, I'm just trying to Which clarify is, the question. So I guess it, it, it's my uh, final answer is it depends. Are you a practice <laughs> squad guy who maybe. played one year in the NFL and won a Super Bowl? Or are you a guy that still had a great a, career? A better question would have been, Bowl. would you trade five of your Pro Bowls for a Super Bowl championship? To me, that's easy. That's a okay, yes let's for say, sure. Let's say seven. See, there, there, I feel like <laughs> seven Pro Bowls for one yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, what's the number? That's a great question. I honestly think the number probably starts what's getting around nine or ten. Like, Because to me, once you become a Pro Bowler or an All-Pro, that's a mark that stays with you forever. But it's a that's luck like thing something, sometimes. Yeah, but you still sometimes have to be you really good. One. To, all right, let's say All-Pro. Because okay, All-Pro, pro, like, for the most part, nobody yeah. says, oh, he got lucky and became an All-Pro. Like, right. <laughs> that is kind of like the cream of the crop, and it's not voted on by biased players and, right. and fans. Or family. <laughs> family. <laughs> you don't have Andrew Hawkins on his computer voting for you a million yeah. times. He's in bots. Um, so, so the All-Pro is something that is stays with you forever, for a lifetime. You're an All-Pro forever. That's who you are no matter what happens the rest yep. of your career or life. Um, but a Pro Bowl – Maybe one Pro Bowl, but two Pro Bowls. When you start getting up there, th- that's saying that you have accomplished a lot in your career. Like yeah. you've put in a lot of work, had a lot of success. So, so your perfect know. mix would be what three Pro Bowls and a <laughs> three Super Bowl, Bowl three Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl would be okay. a nice mix. If there was some trade off, we'll start from Reddit. Jay Garcia Jr. one three three zero. Who's the better dancer? My money is on Joe. No offense, Hawk. Ooh, wow. Okay, better dancer got to be me. Um, that might be a little selfish. Joe, your thoughts? One thing people don't know about me is that I'm an, ex- an exceptional dancer. Wow. My okay. nickname for the last 15 years has been the Vanilla Volcano, and that's <laughs> specifically from the things that I've done on the dance floor. I'm sure. Uh, I practice at night in front of the mirror. You know, I pop on those music videos and make sure I get the steps down. So I'm going to go definitely with me. Even though you do have quick feet, I think I've the got best. more rhythm. All right. We'll give, I'll give it to you. All right, well, I think that does it for today's Tomahawk, man. Thank you guys for listening. Listen, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, tell all your family members to rate five stars. Hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag Tomahawk with an H. We appreciate you coming out and uh, and hanging out with us again for another week. Dan. Until then, Joe Hawk yourself. Joe Hawk yourself. <laughs> <laughs>